it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard, six-foot-five frame. Needing every bit of it. What a great look. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinnen Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to break down the numbers on the players that the Jets have signed so far this offseason, or actually in the case of Chuck Clark, who we'll talk about, traded for guys that they've acquired to this point. Hopefully there are more acquisitions to come, but in the meantime, we're going to break down the guys that the Jets already got with our stats specialist over at playlikeajet.com, Haley English. Haley, what's going on? I'm doing pretty well. Got some good um, signings the Jets made and keepers uh, that they kept for... uh their own free agents, and so yeah, we'll break them down. Yeah, let's start with the keepers, because we talked about them a little bit on the show before free agency started. I think it's worth going over them again. There are three names so far that have been kept, and Bryce Huff right now in limbo, because the Jets did issue a second-round tender on him. I'd expect that he winds up being back here, but nothing's been signed officially, so we won't talk about him today. Solomon Thomas, Quincy Williams, and Greg Zerline. Let's start with Solomon Thomas. Pretty solid depth. He's a guy that Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich are clearly comfortable with. Sala had him for a bit in San Francisco as well. Talk a little bit about what Solomon Thomas brings to the table here. One year, $2.35 million. Seems to be solid value. Yeah, he's solid depth. Like He's not the player that everyone thought he was going to be when he was drafted in the top five um, a couple of years ago. Um, but you know what? Like if you can keep him for cheap, keep him for cheap. Um, I had said to let, to let him walk in free agency, but I think with the experience that he has with Salah, like coming from San Francisco, it's just a good player to bring back um, in terms of locker room 
as well. Um, he had the 98th best P- uh, PFF defensive grade uh, out of all defensive tackles at uh, 49.9, the second worst of his career. And he was about the same in run defense and pass rush. So he's not the best player, but if you need him to fill in, he'll fill in. Uh, he did get one sack and three hits and 11 pressures um, on the quarterback. So decent stats, but uh, more of a depth piece for them. Another guy that the Jets brought back, and we were wondering if they were going to. We knew that the coaching staff really liked him, but what we didn't know was whether or not they were going to like him enough to sign him to a long-term deal. They did. We're talking about Quincy Williams. Three years, $18 million, so the average annual value of the contract is $6 million. He got $9 million guaranteed. We know the pluses and minuses here, but if the coaching staff thinks that they could get him to a higher level, if they think that they could take those flashes that we've seen and turn that into more of a regularity, then this could be a pretty good deal for the Jets. Yeah, definitely. Originally, I had said, like, try to prioritize bringing back Quan Alexander over Quincy just because Quan is that proven player and Quincy still he's a little more developing, but he definitely has so much upside. Um, but I don't blame the Jets for wanting to bring back Quincy. Like you have Quinn in on the team already. Quincy's one of the best players in the locker room, just a great personality to have around, um, full of positivity. So yeah, I, I like that they did bring him back. I want to know what they're going to do with Quan because they haven't signed any other linebackers. So they definitely have a hold that position right now. Um, but Quincy is definitely the player you can develop. He had a defensive grade of 55.2, which was 62nd out of all linebackers, but that was the highest of career his career and he's been trending upwards every season since he joined the league. Um, he is a lot better in the run defense and in coverage. So that's something uh, he can also improve, but he's stellar at tackles for loss. Uh, he had the 19th most tackles for loss at 12 in the NFL. And he also had four sacks, but did miss 17 tackles. One other guy that the Jets brought back is Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg. This is the first time that the Jets seem to be confident in a kicker in a really long time. We know the story with Zerline. He was one of the best in the league a few years ago. Then, as kickers tend to do, fell off, hit a rough patch, but then seemed to bounce back with the Jets last year. They bring him back one year, $2.6 million. Seems like Brant Boyer finally found a kicker that he thinks he can trust. So at $2.6 million, that's good because we've seen Jets bounce from kicker to kicker to kicker the last bunch of years. The only one that seemed to work out at all was Jason Myers, and then he left in free agency. So it's been a long time since the Jets have had anything resembling stability at the kicker position. This is a nice move to bring back the guy that they believe could give them that. Yeah, definitely. I wanted the Jets to keep Zerline, and I'm very glad that they did. Um, He was the 18th best graded kicker uh, in terms of field goals and extra points, so it's kind of average. But he was the fourth best kicker in terms of kickoffs, um, so that's kind of where he shines. But he did make 30 out of 37 as field goals, including 6 of 11 from 50-plus and 28 out of 29 extra points. So a solid kicker. Um, You could really trust that he's going to either make it or come really close to making it from 50 plus yards. And we haven't had that in so long as Jets fans. So I'm glad they kept the stability at the kicker position. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Now let's talk about the guys that the Jets brought in from the outside, and we'll start with some of the more low-key signings. Two offensive linemen, Tristan Colon is the first one. He's a depth piece from Baltimore, 59 snaps last year. Jets didn't give him much, but at least it's a body to come in here and take the place of some of the depth players that the Jets lost. Nate Herbig going to Pittsburgh, Dan Feeney going to the Dolphins. So Tristan Colon comes in here, gives him an experienced offensive lineman on the interior. Yeah, I kind of hated that Nate Herbig left. Um, I know that the Steelers paid him a good chunk of money, almost starter money. So I think that's a turnoff for the Jets. They didn't want to pay him starter money because he'd he'd probably be a depth piece. Um, but yeah, this offensive lineman for the Ravens was uh, did only play 49 snaps, but he actually graded really well in terms of his PFF grades. Uh, he had an overall offensive grade of 72 uh, and a pass blocking grade of 75.7. So if he were to come in uh, in dire need out of injuries or anything, hopefully not. He's done pretty well last season and uh, will be a good depth piece for them. Another depth piece on the offensive line is Wes Schweitzer. He's a guy that could probably start if they absolutely need him to, sort of the way that Herbig started a significant portion of 2022 and how Dan Feeney started some games as well. Two years, $5 million. This is somebody who was on that Washington offensive line that was coached by my friend Larry's uncle, John Matsko. So you know he was taught well because John Matsko long been considered one of the top offensive line coaches in the NFL. Provides some versatility. He can play all over the interior offensive line, both guard spots and center. At two years, $5 million with his experience and versatility, it makes a lot of sense for the Jets. Again, you're bringing in Cologne, you're bringing in Schweitzer. They take the place of losing Feeney and Herbig. Yeah, I really like this move. Um, they didn't pay him a lot of money, so it's a cheap player to add. Uh, he had the 27th highest offensive grade at 59.3 out of all centers. Um, he played mostly center last year, but he can also play guard. Um, he's just a versatile offensive lineman. And right now the Jets don't have a center on the roster. So if they don't end up getting one, which I highly doubt they won't get one, um, Twitzer can fill that hole right now. 
Um, he did allow three sacks and three hits and 15 pressures, but that's not extremely a lot uh, given he only played 419 snaps. So definitely a player they can develop and um, could fill in when needed. Haley, we talked about the Jets bringing back Greg the Leg Zerline and stabilizing the kicker position, at least for 2023. It's been a long time since the Jets have had a kicker and a punter that they could trust, or at least they felt they could trust. And now that may be the case. They may finally have that because Zerline comes back and they brought back an old friend, Thomas Morstead, who was here in 2021 when Braden Man got hurt. The Jets released him. He ended up going to Miami. It became clear it was a mistake because Morstead, even though he was in his mid-30s at the time, he's 37 now, was a significantly better punter than Braden Mann. He continued to prove that over the last couple of years, and now the Jets bring Thomas Morstead back into the fold. I love this move. Morstead's still one of the top hunters in the league, even at age 37. If you've read Mike Westhoff's book, Figure It Out, he gushes repeatedly about Thomas Morstead, says that Morstead is one of the best punters he's ever coached, and said that when he kicks the ball on a punt, it's like watching a rocket ship go into orbit, which always makes me laugh. Mike Westhoff has a way with words, always has. And so for the Jets to bring back Morstead, who is still a really good punter, and presumably this means the end of Braden Mann, unfortunate because when they picked him in the sixth round, there were high hopes. Anytime you draft a punter or a kicker, you're expecting to get one of the top guys in the league. Didn't work out. Mann was very disappointing. Never really lived up to the expectations that he had at punter. And Haley, it's kind of weird to me because you would think of all the positions that should translate to the NFL punter and kicker would be the two that would be the most translatable, right? Because it's not like they have to learn schemes or playbooks or anything like that. Nothing fancy. They just have to kick the ball. It's the same exact job as it was in college. I suppose you could argue maybe win conditions or something, but for the most part, you would think that somebody like Braden Mann, whatever it is he was doing at Texas A&M, he'd be able to carry it over to the NFL. Has not been the case. And so now the Jets bring in Morstead. This is probably my favorite offseason move so far. I know I shouldn't be this happy about the Jets getting a punter, but I am. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of brings me back to when the Buccaneers selected a kicker in the second round and he just ended up being a total bust. So I thought the position would be a lot more translatable to the NFL, but I guess apparently not. So, yeah, Morstead's a great, great punter. He's one of those journeyman punters that are still in the league. Um, he was the eighth highest graded punter last season. He had 30 punts inside the 20, and that was ninth most in the NFL, as well as um, if you put that, if you put that into a percent, that's 45.9% of his punts are pinned inside the 20, and that's the fourth highest percent in the NFL because the Dolphins last season weren't really punting a lot. Um so that's why his percent is a lot higher than the number. And then finally, we have 15% of his punts going inside the 10, and that's um, the 10th highest percent. So great punter to add. Yeah, Braden Mann will probably be no longer on the team. Uh, we'll see if Joe Douglas can maybe get a pick for him. I highly doubt it, but who knows? Joe Douglas can pull his magic. Um, but yeah, great move. And it's kind of good when you're talking about uh, getting stability at the punter and kicker position because you kind of know that most of the other holes in the roster are probably filled. We're going to save the biggest acquisition to this point for last, Haley, and that, of course, is Alan Lazard, the wide receiver that the Jets brought in from the Green Bay Packers, whom they are reuniting with Nate Hackett, the Jets' new offensive coordinator, and perhaps somebody else, wink, wink. We'll see how that turns out. But before we get to that, let's talk about the trade the Jets made, bringing in Chuck Clark, the safety from Baltimore. He's going to make $2.5 million in 2023. This is one of those situations where the Ravens had no choice 
They had to cut salary space. And so Chuck Clark ended up being somebody they needed to get rid of. They didn't want to, though. He was a very productive player there for the Ravens. Very versatile, too. He could play some strong safety. He could play in the slot. He can play a little linebacker. If you go back and listen to Ken McCusick of Ravens Film Study, he was on the show right after the Jets got Clark, and he broke down what Clark does well and what he doesn't do so well. And I think there's a misunderstanding from some people that Clark is being brought in to take the spot of LaMarcus Joyner. I don't see that happening. Clark's not a guy that you can really plug in at free safety, but he gives the Jets a very versatile chess piece. He could even play strong safety if the Jets decide to move on from Jordan Whitehead because that is what he did in Baltimore, but they did use him at linebacker. They did use him in the slot. He can do a little bit of everything, and he also was the voice of that defense, sort of the way that C.J. Mosley is now, so that gives them another experienced veteran who knows how to call the defense on the field certainly bolsters the character of the team and helps out in the locker room but Clark is a very productive player that the Jets can use in a variety of different ways I hate this expression but I'm going to say it anyway because it fits a Swiss army knife if you will Haley and at 2.5 million dollars at a position where the Jets were very thin it's hard not to like this one yeah I love this move definitely like getting a starting caliber player on defense for a seventh round pick proven starter um, is great. He's like the Swiss army knife of the, of the defense. We'll play corner. We'll play safety. We'll play linebacker. So he's a great player to have around and fills somewhat of that safety hole right now that, that the jets have. Um, and he's only due to make 2.5 million next year. So saving on kind of salary cap type of thing. Um, but he was the 46th highest graded uh, safety last season at 66. That was actually tied with Jordan Whitehead and right above Jordan Poyer, who was kind of one of the biggest free agency signings. He doesn't really grade well, um, but yeah, great uh, defensive grade right there. And he had a run defense grade of 77.4, and that's 15th out of all safeties. He's not as great in coverage. He had the 58th highest grade there, but he's a tackling machine. He had 101 tackles last season. Um, in terms of coverage, he did allow a 69% catch rate. That's on the higher side. Um, but for safeties, that tends to be higher, um, so it's kind of expected. He missed seven tackles, but he only allowed 8.8 yards per reception. So great safety there. I love this signing. Haley, last but not least, as I said, Alan Lazard, the Jets bringing in Aaron Rodgers' current favorite target, somebody that he's built quite a bit of chemistry with over the last few years. And if you've listened to Alan Lazard talk, he said that Aaron Rodgers is the reason that he is where he is because Rodgers was the one who fought for him when he should have been released in training camp a few years ago, continued to help him get all these opportunities, and Lazard rewarded his trust. And if you go and watch the tape, and you can watch our All-22 review that we have up right now, courtesy of the Thunder from down under, Luke Grant. It's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikejet. It's a 10-minute video breaking down plays of Alan Lazard playing against the AFC East. Seems pretty relevant because those are the players he's going to be going up against two times a year now. Lazard brings a certain value to this team fits the offense like we said he was with Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay and he very much complements the skill sets of the players they already have at receiver we know what Garrett Wilson can do he's explosive he's got that quick twitch he's somebody that makes things happen after the catch Elijah Moore really good route runner uses his speed Garrett Wilson is just about six feet, maybe 180, 190 pounds. Elijah Moore, five foot nine, 180, 190 pounds. These are smaller guys. What Lazard brings to the table is that big body, six five. He can go up and make those contested catches. But really, what he does best is using his physicality, using his strength 
to get himself just that little bit of space to get open. And obviously, Haley, as we know, the Jets have had a lot of trouble in the red zone. We broke it down on this show. You had the stats to back it up. The Jets were horrifically bad in the red zone last year, which is a big part of the reason that Mike LaFleur got fired. Alan Lazard should help fix that. A very potent red zone weapon. So this signing makes a lot of sense, even if something goes sideways and the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, Al Lazard is kind of the first domino that fell in the in terms of the Aaron Rodgers uh, potential trade coming up. Um, but great value here, four years, forty-four million, so average of eleven per year. He's come a long way since he was undrafted um, about four-ish years ago. But he had the thirty-fifth highest receiving grade last season at seventy-three point nine. Uh, his prior years have been all about have been all about the same. Um, so he's a very consistent receiver. Um, last season, I was like, I need to draft this guy in fantasy because he's going to be the Packers' number one receiver. And look at that. Now the Jets have the Packers' number one receiver from last season. He had 788 receiving yards. That was 39th in the NFL. 13.1 yards per reception. That's 36th. And 4.13 yards after the catch per reception. At, and that's 51st in the NFL. He's not the biggest yards after the catch uh, player because he is that big body who's making the contested catches instead of like a Debo Samuel type of player who's just kind of running after he catches a screen um his air yards per target was 12.5 that's 16th highest in the nfl so rogers is throwing it deep to him and i expect that to continue once rogers uh, gets on the jets and, and but he does have a 60 percent catch rate and that's actually 72nd out of all receivers so that's something that he needs to improve on in terms of his routes run he doesn't really run screens at all but he ran the 17th most routes in the nfl so he's on the field pretty much almost every play um, and ran the third most slants in the NFL behind Jamar Chase and another Packers receiver, Romeo Dobbs. So um, he's going to run those slants, and Rodgers is going to hit him on mostly every one of them. So great receiver to have. And, and then if we break this down by man and zone coverage, he had 341 receiving yards and man coverage. That was 15th most in the NFL and a 53% catch rate there. And in zone coverage, he had 429 receiving yards and a 64% catch rate. Um, even though his man coverage uh, catch rate was like lower than his zone one that's actually more above the league average than his catch percent in zone so he's going to be great in man coverage and expect this just to see a lot of that next year i was going to say haley that's important to talk about because the teams in the afc east primarily play man coverage so if alan lazard can come in here and as you said be above league average in man coverage that really helps out a lot and it opens up other opportunities for Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore you have to figure that with that chemistry between Rodgers and Lazard Lazard would be the safety valve early on of course we're going under the assumption that the Jets eventually get a deal done with the Packers for Rodgers and then with Lazard being the safety valve you then would have Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson doing what they do best, which is being explosive and making big plays. I also like the fact that Lazard's usage has gone up by the season. It seems like they've trusted him more and more and more in Green Bay every year. That's an encouraging sign. He's a player who still seems to potentially have his best football ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. I love this signing. Uh, he has so much upside and could be... like I know everyone's talking about that he's probably going to be behind Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore in the depth uh, chart for the Jets. But he was the 35th best receiver last season. So that's pretty much having like three number one receivers if you were to look at other teams. Because Garrett Wilson was, I think, 15th in the NFL. I don't know about Elijah Moore. He was probably below 35th. But if he can become more of that starting caliber receiver who has a, 
a ton of production uh, once a decent quarterback gets on this roster. Um, the Jets could have a really, really great receiving trio. So, Haley, going through this, I know it's still early. The Jets haven't made a huge splash yet. But of the guys that they've signed, taking into account what they bring to the table, value from a contract perspective, and everything involving the numbers, what would you say is your favorite move that they've made so far and your least favorite move? I'd probably say my favorite move is a tie between Lazard and Chuck Clark. Like Lazard, just because he's a great player, and hopefully if the Aaron Rodgers trade gets done, it will be a great piece and a little continuity for Rodgers once he gets to the Jets. And then Chuck Clark, because of his value and his versatility, and then probably my least favorite move is re-signing Solomon Thomas. I know they kind of have a hole on the defensive tackle position just because Nathan Shepard and Sheldon Rankins both left for a lot of money, that like a lot more money than the Jets were willing to pay them. Um, so it, he is a decent depth piece, but I really don't think they need him, and I really hope that he doesn't play a ton of snaps. Haley English, who is our stats specialist over at playlikeajet.com, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the numbers surrounding all of the Jets' latest acquisitions with me. Really appreciate it. I'm with you. I like the Lazard signing, but the one I really like is Chuck Clark. I think that's awesome. That said, even above all of that, I'm a Thomas Morstead guy. So happy that Thomas Morstead is back. Return of King Thomas Morstead. I might have to go out and get a custom-made Thomas Morstead jersey because I don't think they do punt their jerseys, but they're going to do one for me. I want a Thomas Morstead jersey. Haley, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. We're going to be doing a bunch of these throughout the offseason when the Jets sign more players, and even after that, we're going to have statistical reviews. You're going to go through a bunch of things, and we've got a ton of fun off-season projects that you're going to be working on. Talk about what people can find when they go to playlikeajet.com and what they're going to be able to find in the not-so-distant future. Yeah, so right now we've got write-ups of uh, the Jets' internal free agents and their stats, so we can take a look back at which ones they chose to re-sign and which ones went elsewhere and kind of analyze um, why they went elsewhere and how much money they got. Um, and then the draft is upcoming. Um, so once the Jets, hopefully the Aaron Rodgers trade will go through soon, um, we'll do a ton of analysis on that and how he can make an impact. But then uh, look forward to the draft in about a little over a month from now. Um, so, yeah. Make sure that you follow Haley on Twitter and check out everything she's got going on over at playlikeajet.com. Check out everything we've got going on over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, including what I talked about before, a full All-22 film review of Alan Lazard, the Jets' newest wide receiver who they just signed from the Packers. We did a show on him yesterday. You can listen to that show, and then you can go and watch the video where the thunder from down under Luke Grant breaks it all down. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. <laughs>